Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. He's been running design agencies in and around Worcestershire for the last 25 years. He's got a great deal of experience, uh, an exciting, interesting career that we're going to hear about. Um, His work always stands out whenever I see it on social media and everything. Uh, I can tell it's his, it's punchy, exciting, interesting and, and always looks sharp. He is Ian Woodley of Stilo. Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, hi, thanks very much. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> Excellent, cool. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in and doing this. It's going to be good fun. So, um, first of all, first thing I want to say is thank you very much for the logo design and everything for the Thriving Three Counties. Pleasure. It's, uh, it's fantastic, and that was a, it was a fun process because uh, <laughs> I gave you a pretty... Not not the best brief, probably. It wasn't it wasn't very specific, and you you came back and nailed it pretty much straight. Well, away. it wasn't the worst brief I've ever had. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's good. it's great actually, and I think you know to be able to uh, understand what the client wants, you know, either either at a sort of a very simplistic or a complex level, to actually get under the skin of what they're trying to do, and then be able to deliver something hopefully first time that they're happy with or, or be maybe sometimes with a few tweaks is, is really satisfying to us. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, no, it's cool. Thank you very much. Um, and people can find you at brandstilo.co.uk. Co.uk. So yep. that's B-R-A-N-D-S-T-I-L-O.co.uk. Thank you. If you want to see more of your work. Um, cool. So we're going to get to where you are at the moment with everything, which is very exciting. We've just been chatting about it sure. before this. Um but first of all, I want to kind of take it right back to uh, to young Ian and, uh, and and where did you grow up and and what were you into as a kid? Oh my word! So um, we grew up in um, Redditch, okay. um, and we were there probably for I was there for about twelve years or so. Um, um, you know, through that kind of sort of uh, you know uh, school time through to. Um, going to university and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it was an interesting time. Um, my brother and I were always pretty close. We didn't really sort of fight or argue much at all. We get on really well and, um, you know, and, and still close now, which is great. Um, pretty, pretty normal, pretty average kind of sort of upbringing, really. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Nothing, you, nothing, uh, nothing too spectacular. Were you, were you good, uh, a good pupil? And, uh, yeah, I was actually, I was, <laughs> I was a good pupil. Um, I was pretty diligent at school. Yeah. I enjoyed school and I used to, I, I enjoyed doing the work and I always enjoyed the more, um, artistic, creative subjects. Okay. Uh, so not so much kind of the science ones. Um, I, I enjoyed maths and I enjoyed I enjoy the logic of, of, of some subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and the combination of those almost sort of logical mathematical subjects plus the more creative ones have actually kind of determined how I operate now as well. It's amazing, isn't okay. it, how those yeah. early those early influences just stay with you, you know, but yeah, I, I was pretty diligent at school. I enjoyed school and, I, and um, I always seem to be more interested in the creative side of things 
And so art for me was always interesting in the school. And, and, and I kind of always knew that I wanted to do something within that field. Um, the whole uh, design um, side of things um, was always something that appealed to me. So I kind of always knew I wanted to go into that kind of area, really, even when doing, um, you know, um, O-levels. Okay, yeah. And, and was that um, sort of encouraged back then as well when you were at school had a good art department and that uh, sort of thing? We, did, was... we, we had a couple of typically creative art teachers, you know, who were a bit kind of left field and doing sort of, you know, really interesting things. So that kind of caught my attention a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My, my parents weren't in any way artistic whatsoever. Right. And okay. so they kind of didn't really get why I would be into that kind of thing, you know, and they, they wanted right, yeah. me to be doing the, doing the sciences and more sort of traditional subjects. Um, and so I, I guess it was a source of frustration for them that I might want to go and be a designer. They kind of thought, <laughs> well, why do you want to go and do that? Right. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, I think even back then at those early years, you know, when you actually, when you, when you come out of doing your degree and you maybe going for those first interviews, for example, um, having the courage of your convictions and saying, no, I want to do this. And actually, as well, having the courage to turn down potential uh, job offers as well, because you right, feel it's okay. not right for you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember, um, I, I got after after graduating, I went in with uh, an employment agency, and um, of course, you don't know what you're doing really at that early age. But <laughs> but they they quite quickly found me a job, but it was it was an in-house designer for a like a freight company like a tnt type company something like that and um you know obviously really excited you got a job off oh this is brilliant um but actually i kind of thought no this isn't where i want to be this isn't the kind of work i wanted to do and so even then i said you know thanks but no thanks really? just, how just, old were you then well just straight after graduating really yeah yeah, yeah absolutely uh, so just to say and and this is the point is my mom couldn't understand that whatsoever <laughs> so, so you've just been given a job and you've said no you know yeah, yeah. and i said no because it's not i just know that i'm going to get sidetracked i'm going to get boxed in in that kind of area and that's not what i want to do yeah. No, so um, cool. yeah, having the courage of your convictions is, um, is is really important, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's amazing to know that at that age and be able to turn something down. Yeah, especially yeah. when you've got that kind of pressure um, at home. What were your parents doing at the time? Uh, work was and career. Uh, so my dad uh, was an accountant mm. um, with um, British Gas. Oh, right. uh, pretty pretty high up within the structure there. Yeah. Um, so originally we were in Solihull before we moved over to Redditch, and, and within Solihull there was um, a huge British gas presence there. Uh, and so my mum was just sort of, you know, uh, making sure the house was ticking over with everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, sure. So reasonably mainstream family, really, to be honest. Yeah, okay. So that sort of conviction to choose what you wanted I don't to do know where and that turn came something from. down. Yeah, no, that's what I, I, don't, I, was ask. I don't know because... <laughs> Neither my mum or dad were, were particularly driven in that respect, you know? Right, okay. Um, so I'd be up in my room doing my bits and pieces and stuff, and I, 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 they just kind of didn't quite get it, really, sometimes, I don't think, you know? Right, So okay. it was not alien to them, but, you know, they, they weren't sort of driven career people like that, really. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, you sort of had that courage yeah, to I don't turn know where it, it came from, the... but, um, yeah, absolutely. Interesting, interesting, yeah. There's a lot of the time, I think, if you've got that kind of pressure at that age it's uh, it's it's too easy to just follow what your parents think you should do to some extent yeah no it, I agree suppose. and uh, okay so where did you take it from there then you turned down this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this opportunity <laughs> so it was it was interesting actually because um obviously you know I graduated from art college in Birmingham 
Um, and I knew I wanted to go into a design studio. I really wanted to go and get a job in a studio in London. I yeah. really fancied doing, you know, sort of two, three, four years in London with all the fantastic creative scene that's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got access to all the events, everything's going on. And um, I really wanted to do that. Okay. And yeah. um, it just didn't, didn't happen. Originally, I wanted to go down to, to study for my degree down in uh, uh, maybe the London area. Middlesex was really good, for example, for, uh, for, for art study. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't happen. I was I was reasonably obliged to go to a, um, a commutable university from from home. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going over to, over to Birmingham every day. Um, but then after graduating with with a degree in visual communications, um, obviously looking around for um, you know various positions. And what if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's 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 who you know, not what you know, in terms right, of getting yeah. those connections within business, you know. Yeah. And so um there was a lot of freelance, temporary, creative uh placements going on at that sort of time. Mm-hmm. And so I managed to get, I think, two weeks holiday cover standing in for somebody at an agency. At, okay. a desi- uh, at a design agency and um, for a connection for an existing connection no it was or... it wasn't it was it was through um a a recruitment agency okay okay but the point is that that um so i, I went in i did two weeks holiday cover um but very often when you're inside a business like that then opportunities grow don't they really mm-hmm. so you know when, when you're when you when you're connected with people like that that very often, you know, you see things sort of, you know, come out, come out the other side from that one. And so um, what was interesting was the, I, w- I went into this design studio um, for two weeks, yeah. um, um, sort of freelance cover, straight from university. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the first questions they asked me was, um, you know, how good are you in uh, one of the late... So it used to be Quark Express on, on, on the very early days of, of, of um, you know, design layouts and so on. Yeah. And Quark Express was a horrible application to use. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, they asked me, they said, so, you know, how good are you in Quark, you know, in terms of putting documents together? And I said, yeah, 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 I can do that. That's fine. I knew nothing about Quark Express whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Um, I said, okay, super. Sit yourself down then. And uh, my first job was to do a 300-page university prospectus in Quark Express, wow. an application which I knew nothing <laughs> about whatsoever. And there was no hiding in this studio whatsoever. You know, everybody's sort of sitting next to each other. And if I'd have been in a corner somewhere, I could have easily been researching things and working out and, and testing bits and pieces. But yeah. there, was, there was nowhere to hide. Everybody could see what you were doing. And it, it must have looked shocking, really, because I, I was spending <laughs> so much time doing the most elementary things. Uh, anyway, I got through it, and, and I managed to sort of blag my way through this project and um, obviously learned a lot over the next couple of weeks. I was... yeah. It was a pretty frantic time because I was coming home at night thinking, how, how am I going to do this work tomorrow kind of thing, <laughs> you know. But you get through it. You, you find a way of, of, of um, you know, getting the job done, basically. Yeah, yeah. But the point was, because I was in there doing that freelance work, I obviously did something over, over those couple of weeks um, that, that kind of that they liked. And, um, you know, pretty soon after they said, look, you know, do you want to come and join the team permanently? 
So, so within a couple of months of graduating, I got my first job in a in a, a reasonably well respected um, design studio. Yeah, okay. Because you kind of, uh, it seems to me like a big part of that was the fact that you said, "Yes, I can do it," yeah. and then you worked it out. Hundred percent. And and that, that's <laughs> another thing that stuck with me over the years. Yeah. The, um, you know, if if if, if you get a, a challenge comes, somebody says, you know, can you do this, or have you thought about doing this? Say yes and worry about how you're going to do it afterwards. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably even a Richard Branson quote or something like Possibly. one of his key yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, Say I've... yes and work out how to do it afterwards. But it take, it takes a sort of. I mean, for me, that kind of realizing that and taking that approach has taken a bit of work. I think over the years, but sounds like you kind of had that again inbuilt somehow from somewhere. Like, yeah, I'll give it a go and, mm. and work it out, kind of. Yeah, thing. and, and again, <laughs> I I just don't know where that's come from. But the, 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 the interesting follow-up from that, of course, is that um, so I'm in, in this design studio you know, with, with a really nice team of guys, and we got on really well. Um, our two bosses were challenging. We didn't really gel so much with them. Okay. And actually... What, you and, the, you and everyone else yeah, working there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there was always a little bit of friction there. Right, okay. Um, but what I realised actually quite quickly was that I could probably do a better job of managing those accounts than they were doing. Right, okay. They were seeing it very much from like a, a revenue perspective. Okay. And, and not the client relationship side of things. And so, you know, I got quite frustrated with, actually, we're not maximizing the potential here or we could be doing other things that, were, that would really help them out. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, anyway, I was talking with one of my, one of my um, colleagues there. And so we left, basically. Um, after about, I think we started putting plans together. I'd only been in there less than 12 months. Yeah. But after 18 <laughs> months... Me and this other guy left on the same day, right. um, and uh, set up our own studio. Um, oh. And so, you know, literally, <laughs> pretty much for the last twenty-five years, I've, I've just been working for myself and uh, and running various studios of various incarnations, really. Right. Okay. okay. But I guess th th that's another example of just just having the not even overthinking it, but just saying, you know, you got that feeling. Yeah. This is the right thing to do. Let's just go and do it. Yeah, 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 that's cool. And do you think that's sort of, because um, sometimes it feels like that kind of mentality is easier when you're younger to, to some degree, like yeah. just saying, right, let's just give this a go. But it's still a big, it's still a big step. Um, do you think that's stuck with you over the years as well? That um, I think it has, but we didn't really think too much about it at all. Right. We, we okay. really didn't think, we thought, you know, we can do a good job of this. Yeah. Um, let's give it a go. So we we really didn't overthink it whatsoever. We yeah. were we were um, going out and um, doing work in the evenings and just trying to sort of get ourselves sorted and maybe sort of nipping out at lunchtime to have meetings just the two of us in terms of what we were <laughs> going to do. All that classic kind of scenario, you know. And no one knew what you were up Nobody to. Nobody knew what we were up to, and it was it was a real <laughs> bombshell. We both decided we were going to hand our notice in on the same day. I think I went first. I can't remember actually. I think I went first, and, I, and then I came and, and 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 dropped that one. And then I came back to the studio, and everybody was going, "Ooh, what's happened?" And then um, then I said to John, "I said, right, John, it's your turn." And then he <laughs> went over, and uh, everybody going, "What's going on?" So um, th that was an interesting day. Yeah. How did you feel about doing that? Because I, I know when I've when I was younger and I used to you know have to hand in a notice at a job, I felt terrible about it, and I'd be like, "Oh, 
and letting people down and stuff. But I'm, I'm no, getting I didn't, the feeling I didn't. <laughs> that probably wasn't a thing. No, I didn't think so really. But again, I'm, I'm trying to remember back to what my what my parents' um, reactions were. And I can't remember to be honest, but they they would have probably thought, "What on earth is he doing?" Kind were of you thing? living at home at this point? Uh, no, I wasn't back? actually. No, so as soon as I got a job, I moved out. Right. Okay. Just to get that space, and I was living with my brother, and we we right. were sharing a house. Um, okay. For a period, which which was good fun, but um, so you so had no, some financial commitments as well, yeah. In terms of rent, and yeah, that but sort also, of thing. But, but also rent on the studio as well. So we found a studio. We had to sign right. up for that for probably five years, something like that. Yeah. You know? um, and then you know, I've kit all of that out, equipment, yeah. furniture, painting, all of that side of things, which was totally alien to us. Was that kind of uh, you know all self funded and. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even remember how we did it, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, we just did it, and we, and we and, and it was hard actually because so my um, my business partner, um, he's he's slightly older than me, but um, he started a family a, a lot, um, probably ten years before I did. Right. So at the time we were setting all this up, he he was just starting a young family as well. Okay. Um, so it was a pretty busy time actually, um, <laughs> yeah. but I think because we because we worked together quite well, we we just sort of bounced off each other. So if he if he was having particular obligations with 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 home and with family and stuff, then I would step in and say, "Great, okay, I I can do all of this kind of stuff. Mm. Don't you worry about it, kind of thing." You know. Mm. So so we worked together really well actually, which which was great. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But um, it was it was it was an interesting time because. Uh, when we were at the um, at the agency, there were some really nice clients on there, mm-hmm. but we just felt actually we can do a better job of this. Right. Yeah. So you know we we finished and uh, and we set up on our own and we had our new shiny studio. <laughs> and it's like right, what we're we going to do now? <laughs> and um, so we kitted it all out. It was all decorated. The two of us are in there. We'd made sure we got some space where we were big enough to to expand if we wanted to. Right. Okay. Which well. served us really well in future years. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, day one, we're sitting there. It's like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously, we'd had a few conversations and stuff leading up to it. But we literally, I think we ha- we waited a week for the phone to ring with that first job to come right, through. Yeah. And that was a very long week. Can you remember that week? Mate? I can remember that week very well. It was, it was, it was really quiet. It's like, what are we going to do? We're just tinking around doing little bits and pieces, you so know? So you didn't, you didn't have like a kind of plan of how you were going to go out and sell your well it was very it was very amateurish you know very amateurish i mean the kind of little kind of flyers and things we were putting together you know i mean would be laughable (laughs) nowadays it really would um so we were doing bits and pieces but you know you still needed some jobs to come in obviously yeah yeah um and so i remember now i think it was it was probably a full week after we'd been sort of open for business yeah and the phone rang Right. And uh, it was a client that we'd previously done work for um, at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and this client um, only had two um, approved external suppliers for doing, for doing their creative work. Right. And they, they got on the phone and said, great, you know, we'd like to try out on a few projects. And we uh, very quickly became only one of their two approved suppliers. And that client was Cadbury's. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, so we, okay. we sort of went from, you know, uh, a week doing nothing to suddenly landing, uh, you know, Cadbury's as, as a client. But that's, the, that's what you were saying before about, you know, who you know, isn't it, I suppose? And it's that was a connection you know. from Always before. Always about who you know, yeah. And obviously 
they'd got on with you and thought you were decent and wanted to work with you again. Absolutely, absolutely. And that was that was just a fabulous start for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> obviously the reassurance that. But also it was that time when you know they had a big big facility, obviously at Bourneville. Uh-huh. Um, they needed a lot of work doing, and so for us it was great because we could really commit ourselves to to really helping them. Yeah. Uh, working a lot of hours, um, but also, you know, it meant that, you know, it, it was the time when you could just go into Bourneville and have the conversation, say hello, see what's going on, and you'd always come away with a with a with a few projects to work on, right? Okay. Almost on a daily okay. basis if you wanted to. Really? Yeah. So it was. Um, it, it was. It was. After that moment of thinking, where are we going? It it it, it happened and it worked, and um, okay. yeah, it was, it was a great situation just to give us that kickstart. So presumably, after that, at that stage, then you you know you had so much work to do with them that there came a point where you had to decide to maybe bring someone else in. Yeah, absolutely, empl- an employee or something. Yeah, and of course, and and across this period of time, um, you know, we're obviously you know talking to other businesses, other connections, things like that. So we so we we did very quickly become very busy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so over a period of three, four years, I suppose we grew up, grew the team from the two of us up to five or six, I think, something okay. like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, nicely filling the space that we'd set up. Um, and so, yeah, we, we had a whole range of really interesting um, projects going on. This is all pre-digital, so this would have been advertising, brochures, flyers, mailers, all that, all that kind of traditional yeah. graphical, you know, printed material, really. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But we were both pretty well organised from a, from a project management side of things. Um, and I, I think, actually, the attitude we took in when we were in a meeting with a client, our attitude was... Okay, well, let's let's find a solution for you. Let's see what we can do. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was always a fairly positive attitude in terms of getting the job done for them. Yeah, and you mentioned before about when you're in the, the in your job that you felt like they weren't running things from a sort of client yeah. uh, relationship perspective and rather from a purely financial perspective. And then it sounds like that was a driving factor for you doing so well in your own business and that you weren't necessarily not that you didn't have your eyes on the finances i'm sure you did but it wasn't like the number one thing in your head it no. was how can i serve the client best yeah i'd agree with that it, yeah we definitely we we're always thinking okay how how can we do a really good job for them how can we come up with something that's going to benefit their business mm-hmm. um how is this going to help them get their message across or you know create new leads or inform their customers better about what they do yeah, yeah, that's interesting because mm. uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who have the, you know, sometimes it's easy to sort of be thinking of the finances first and take your eye off, you know, serving people. But I suppose if you go for the kind of serving people the best first, then the other stuff I think follows. that always comes across as well. I, th- I, th- I think if, you, if, if you're conducting your conversations and you're always thinking about the bottom line and thinking about your mm. margin on jobs and how many hours you've set aside for things... I think that always always comes across, really. I think you, you're yeah. slightly on edge with conversations and so on, and, mm. and I think people pick up on that, really. And I, I think, actually, if, you, if you're going into it thinking, okay, this would be a really great solution for you, we could do this, we could do that, have you thought about doing this? And you're thinking yeah. about it from much more of a, a creative or from a delivery perspective or a, or a, a client benefit 
viewpoint, yeah, then that's that's a much freer conversation, mm. and it's a much more enjoyable conversation as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you're just thinking of possibilities. Yeah, and totally. What you can create yeah, to help them. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay, right. So you're 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 in your studio. You filled it <laughs> four or five people. Yeah, <laughs> things are humming along nicely. What happens uh, next? Well, we then got to the stage where we thought, okay, what is the next stage for us now? Do we? Uh, we were pretty busy. Um, and What's the time frame. So that's probably four or five years into our journey. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we thought, okay, where do we go from here? Do we do we take more people on? Do we do we expand? Do we get different premises? We felt we had more to offer, more to give. This wasn't the end of our journey. Mm. Um, and at the time, um, our accountant was saying, well, look, we also act for um, another uh, reasonably sized agency. Okay. Um, the directors for which are looking to retire out over over the next few years. Right. Okay. Do you fancy putting these two businesses together? Okay. And um, we thought, okay, that's interesting. Not something that had been on our radar at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and initially, we thought, no, we don't want to do that. Um, you know, th- this is our baby. We're going to look after this. We're going to sort of move it forward. Yeah. And so we we sort of you know declined that. Um, but the conversation came back about six months later or so, and they said, look, these guys are still around, you're still interested. Um, and we thought about it a little bit more. We thought, actually, this could be quite interesting. We could see that it would broaden the the range of services we could offer, it broadened the skill set within the team, mm-hmm. and actually it would be a reasonably smooth way to take us up to the next level, really. Okay, yeah. And so, you know discussions, uh, went through the process of thinking about how it would work, if it would work, what's the skill set mix, what's the personality mix, and so on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we put the two businesses together, um, and we had a, um, you know, a, a reasonably um, experienced, top-line sort of you know, director team then. Yeah. And we ended up with, with an agency of 21 people. Wow. <laughs> uh, which was pretty sizable from five from your sort of five yeah, or six. yeah 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 and then we had a creative team of ten of us right so uh, I mean the two of us were kind of heading up the creative teams and we had another sort of eight guys I think below us okay um, and yeah things were busy actually yeah. um, obviously taking on board their current clients our clients as well there was a really interesting mix of clients across lots of different sectors there. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, there were businesses, obviously, like Cadbury's. We were doing a lot of work for Tarmac at the time. Okay. Uh, businesses like Unipart. Mm-hmm. There were some uh, finance clients as well. So, you know, it was a real broad mix. Yeah. Uh, which was great. Um, and so, yeah, you know, that was that was exciting. That was like the yeah. next stage. Um, but then all the, all the other considerations that come into having a, a business of that kind of size... Daily management personnel, you know, yeah. that was a whole, you know, it was a whole different level really to to where we had been before, where it was it was quite manageable and uh, it's a whole separate craft, really. Yeah, isn't it? Totally. I heard that the other day on a podcast, someone talking about, you know, you you got your craft, whether it's design or photography or whatever, mm. and then you've got the craft of running a business, which is like just a whole other yeah. thing on its own. And of course, we hadn't been trained in that whatsoever at all. You know, yeah. this was really just a job we did that we'd, yeah. that we'd um, you know, just sort of just run with and just seen how we get on. So we had, we had no no formal business skills whatsoever, you know. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. We, were, we were just doing what we knew, what we could do. Yeah, yeah. Did there come a point when you thought, 
I need to learn some business skills or is it just kind of you just pick it up over <laughs> yeah, time? Yeah, we just and... kind of picked it up really. I, I don't think that was the best way at all. I, I, right. I really think we should have had some, uh, some, some more skills or maybe sort of had a look at that really. I think that would have really helped us. Or got some, some training or help or coaching or yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I guess though because a couple of the other guys in the organisation were, were more experienced um yeah they kind of naturally took on that kind of role a little bit really right but yeah i think i think you know maybe we could have been a little bit more astute in that side of things yeah yeah okay Mm. okay interesting so okay so we're up to uh (laughs) 21 people humming away nicely and everything and you're obviously enjoying yourself and and having a good time you're how many years into your so I guess we were probably five, four or five years into our journey when we when we did the um, the merger. Yeah, and then that was going great guns probably for yeah about another sort of four years or so something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which was great. Um, and then it was at that time. So as as a um, as a studio, they had several fairly sizable accounts. Mm-hmm. which was super um and you know you've got continual projects going on on a, on a on a weekly or monthly basis um i found that over over a period of time i got drawn more into the the financial side of things into the running of the business and i got i got pulled away more and more from the from the creative side of things which is where right. i really wanted to be i wanted to be able to you know to to be thinking of of, of interesting ways of, of, of you know of, of creating you know uh, you know the, the projects for for the clients really yeah yeah so I kind of my my sort of job role shifted a little bit really mm-hmm. uh, which is a little bit of a kind of a disconnect for me and it, 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 and I, and I could just see that actually this this wasn't really the way that I wanted to um, sort of move you know moving forward really so. Um, over a period of time, I kind of felt actually I need to get back to the more creative side of things. So to cut a long story short, basically what I did was um, I, I moved away from that mm-hmm. um, partnership and said, look, you know, I'm really happy just to just to look after my clients who I currently work with at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I had a little group of maybe six or ten clients who I sort of knew you know pretty well. Right, I'd yeah. worked with for a long time. Yeah. And so 15 years ago, I set up Stilo okay. um, and just looked after those clients, really. Okay. Right. Um, that was a busy time for us because we were starting our family then. Right. Um, so almost <laughs> it, it was a sort of echoes of when, uh, you know, my original business partner started his family when we set up um, our first studio. Then <laughs> I set up Stilo 15 years ago and uh, and my guys were pretty young then as well you yeah, see yeah, so of course. i guess they would have been yeah. um yeah so that was um that was that was really interesting actually that's um, good i always like to hear that because it makes it feel like i'm not quite so nuts doing the same <laughs> thing starting a business i think it might have even been um <laughs> i'm trying to think now so i think when i first set stilo up my oldest um boy was probably just turning one something like right, that okay you know? yeah, um yeah. <laughs> And you know you have to make decisions quickly. You have to try and make the right decisions. But also something that I've always um, followed is just following your gut instinct. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that. What's the right thing to do at this point in time? Yeah. You know, what's your, what's your gut telling you, and go for that. Do you always hear that message loud and clear? Do you think? Or? I do actually. Yeah. And, and what an interesting thing is, um, and I say this quite often, is that 
every time I haven't followed my gut instinct over the years, <laughs> I've made the wrong decision. Yeah. It's yeah. come back and bitten me. Yeah. Every, and and every you've single known, time. Uh, do, you, do you get that thing where you, you know you're like, I knew at the time my gut was telling me something different. Yeah, I should have, yeah, yeah. I should yeah. Have followed it. Sometimes you get that instinct, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And then you take that moment to rationalize it. Yeah. And you flip the other way. Yeah. And yeah. then if you go down that route, you think, oh, no, that's, that's the right. Yeah, I really <laughs> should have followed my gut. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I'm trying to be much more instinctive now. And, um, you know, if you feel this is the right decision to do, then, then go for it. And do you think having a young family at that stage like motivated you in terms of your career and, and, and setting up the business and everything? No, I'm not well. sure about that. It was, really? it was, no, it was pretty frantic, actually, to be honest. So, no, it was, um, it, it was a time when you just had to battle through, get the work done. And, um, yeah. you know, as you'll appreciate, you know, trying to divide your time between work and family, you know, particularly young families can be really testing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have the best workspace, right. but I made sure that I was able to transition seamlessly into, into doing good work for those clients. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, putting a lot of hours in, but, you yeah. know, it, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but really, you need, yeah, I mean, motivation in terms of the fact that you you needed to get yourself a stable business mm, yeah. that was actually going <laughs> to sort of, you know generate some income and, and, and give you a give you a platform for the future, really. So I, I guess that was the driver. You've got to make it work, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. When you've got those responsibilities, yeah. and you've got I have no other skills. So table. what on earth am I going to do otherwise? You know, I'm just going to make it work. <laughs> so this is all I got. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, is quite a lot. And uh, before when we, we were talking, you said about, you know, you basically set up Stilo over the weekend. Mm. Can you talk us through that weekend? It was a busy weekend, <laughs> but no, it was good though. Again, courage of your convictions, you know, yeah. th- this is what I need to do. Um, getting everything in place, incorporating the business, getting a feel for what you're going to be, what you're going to do, um, managing client transitions, Mm-hmm. talking to clients, letting them know what's happening, how you can help them. Right, yeah. Um, and just really just, just pushing forward and, and, and uh, you know, doing the best service you can for them, really, and making mm. sure. I've always seen part of my job as taking the hassle off the client's desk, you know. that You know, okay. clients yeah. are busy. They're trying to do lots of different things. Yeah. giving you copy or images for a brochure is not high on their list, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the more I can do to take the hassle off their desk and say, right, just let me sort it all out for you and I will deliver back to you a finished product. Yeah. Makes them happy. Yeah. And makes yeah. them even happier when, if you understand them well enough, you can come back with a solution that, you know, nine times out of ten is, is pretty much right first time. Yeah. It's something that we like to sort of pride ourselves on, really. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one question that I had was, um, where did the name come from? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. And I have to say that, um, you know, because it all happened pretty quickly, I didn't really give it the due diligence and planning that maybe I should have done. It's just like... It's a good name. <laughs> well, it, it's a, it, yeah, it is. Um, but um, I, I really, I could have planned it probably a little bit better. The The, the name came from the fact that... I just felt I needed to get back to basics a little bit more. Okay. I needed to get back right. to what it was all about, 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 creative, about creative design, about just really being able to, to do the kind of work I wanted to do. 
Okay. So it was all about getting back to basics, and that led me back to you know the simple things like when you're at college, you know, it, it's pencils, it's layout pads, it's sketching, it's all that kind of stuff. And so um, I think stylo is French for pencil or pen or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So it was just about getting back to basics, and that's where stylo came from. Okay, nice. Because mm. you're obviously going through that kind of mindset of wanting to yeah downsize a bit and just get it get things a little bit simpler yeah and, a bit simpler take terms. more control just uh, just yeah. just be on top of things a little bit yeah be closer to everything really yeah yeah and and over that weekend then were there any clients that you spoke to who were you know did they did they want the backup of this larger agency or they were all happy to you know because because you i guess you were managing their accounts anyway yeah um, no I th- I, I'm, I'm tr- that's a long time again ago now Dan um <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody who I was looking after from a client management point of view came across with me. Yeah. Because um, I knew them, I knew their business, I knew I knew their their, their products or services. Yeah, yeah. No, they, I only I only ask because um, I feel like that's sort of something that people could put up as a blocker in their minds, like, oh, if I do that, no one's going to want to. Yeah. Come with me or whatever. Yeah. But you know, as you've talked about at various points, the relationship's so important, and it sounds like again. You know, you get to that stage and you say, look, I'm going to set up on my own and they're happy to come with you mm. because you've got that relationship already. And uh, Yeah, and I think just being honest with them um, and, you know, just being clear about why you're doing what you're doing and, um, you know, I'm, I'm still here. You know, I think as long as they feel there's no change to the service they're going to get, yeah. um, essentially there was no difference really. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still getting the same great, um, you know, delivery and, and results so um yeah i think i think it worked it, w- it was pretty smooth it, it, yeah. it worked well uh yeah. and then we were off and running with with, with stilo really yeah it sounds like the sort of not overthinking things has been a big yeah thing for you as well and just as you say following your gut and not overthinking it because a lot of us get caught up in overthinking everything and oh i need this and what if this happens and what about that and blah 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 but it sounds like that's been a relatively Straightforward thing. For yeah, you. I suppose so. It's it's not been a deliberate thing at all. But yeah. um, I just I just and I, and I feel it probably even more so now that you know if you're going to do something, just crack on and do it. Yeah. And um, you know, worry about any side effects as and when they happen. Really, to be honest, you know, I think I yeah. think obviously have having the back. Of, so I mean, for example, we're going through a a great period of growth at the moment. Yeah. Um, and you know, I have provisions in place to. Um, to cater for any eventualities. So say, for example, if I have, if I have six major projects land on my desk tomorrow, then, mm. you know, we will make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, having the confidence to be able to deal with those kind of things, but I'm, but I'm not overthinking it at the moment. Let, let's yeah. deal with that when it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So you got started, Stilo. Um, you were on your own at that stage, yep. I guess. Yeah. Yep. And so, so how's that last 15 years looked? gone pretty quickly actually I'm, I'm, i have to say that i think probably over the last 15 years we have not had much quiet time which no, is a, which is amazing actually great. to be honest yeah. um, we've always been busy i was lucky really to you know as, as part of the the clients i was working for um in early years um i had quite a few manufacturing businesses where we were doing a lot of um Printed material, catalogs, brochure work, sector particular uh, information, and a couple of these businesses were quite large. So I was I was producing catalog material, 
maybe in eight different languages, right. organizing the print management of all of these, distributing it around Europe. So I was connected to all the European managers. So my studio was full of boxes for TNT on a <laughs> weekly basis, you know. Um, so I, I was getting all the printing, labeling it all up, shipping it all back out across Europe. Yeah. Um, and just, just handling that whole process, really. So, um, yeah, you know, there was a lot of design work going in there. But also the project management side of things, making sure that everybody knew what was going on, mm-hmm. um, was comfortable, knew what the timescales were, knew, knew when those key milestone dates were for, for project deliveries and so on. So as much as I really enjoy the, the creative side of things, actually making sure that the client knows what's going on as well, that project management side is, is equally really important to me. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we were doing a lot of work for a couple of these manufacturing businesses across Europe, building their brand, making sure that the brand was being appropriately represented at all their different customer touch points, whether it was point of sale, whether it was advertising, whether it was sales collateral, you know, to make sure Mm. that everything was all really consistent. Right, yeah. That was an exciting time. Um, But then, conversely, we'd be doing a load of, point of sale or signage for center parks for example yeah. across you know all their different um, parks around the uk right. uh and managing all of that going to site measuring up uh you know producing all the material for them so it was it was pretty varied yeah um but uh, yeah we, we so i mean you know pretty busy um i guess coming from the size of agency that we were before i felt slightly reluctant to start building that team up again you know i kind of felt i just wanted to sort of maybe sort of keep control of things and so for a long period of time it was just me Mm -hmm. um working across all these different clients it was quite manageable yeah um it was working really really well um but i didn't feel the need to expand that team certainly not on a permanent basis mm. um i did have various freelancers that I was bringing in for various um uh projects yeah um either on a, a semi regular or um you know sort of periodic basis really but right. I, d- I didn't yeah, feel yeah. the need that that um it was probably a reaction from where i come from but i didn't feel the need to suddenly start you know building things up again yeah yeah sure kind of done that and uh now time to try something different yeah and just almost just keep control of it all a little bit really yeah build the foundations a bit stronger yeah definitely i suppose yeah Yeah. okay interesting and how about something that i'm always interested in a bit or or, or you've made me think about is um that transition from when you're doing all these printed brochures to moving into more of a digital world and people wanting digital products and Mm. everything was that a easy transition um it took we so when we first started Stilo, um, obviously it was before a lot of the the digital marketing tools that people are using nowadays. So it was still reasonably traditional in terms of brochures, advertising, point of sale, display material, that side of things. Mm-hmm. But I suppose quite quickly after that, then a lot of the digital technology started growing reasonably quickly, um, and so again, I, I don't. I don't remember what the catalyst was for this, but I, I wanted to try and move more into that area, really. Right. And so we started experimenting with a little bit of uh, video work. I guess it was the advent of uh, digital SLRs as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. I always quite liked photography. Yeah. I'd done a lot of work with my boys as they were growing up in terms of sort of photos and stuff like that. So oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed that side of things. And then, of course, DSLRs came along. And I thought, okay, so there's an option here to be able to go and do some video, even if it's simple testimonials, for example. Yeah. So we went down that route and I essentially self-taught myself on um, not only sort of video, but also the editing side of things as well. So right, getting okay, yeah. stuck into the depths <laughs> of Premiere Pro, for example. Yeah. So completely self-taught yeah. on all of that. Um, I've never put ourselves out as a, as a particular video agency at all. I know yeah, there are a lot yeah. of people, yourself included, who are so much better than I am at that. But sometimes some clients wanted just a little bit of video, taking yeah, a bit of head yeah. and shoulder shots, a little testimonial. And it's like, yeah, I can come and do that. Yeah. And then I realized that actually a lot of people were using video, but it didn't communicate the messages very effectively. Okay, yeah. Um, and there was there was a need to have some on-screen messaging or to think about how they're getting across uh, those messages in a bit more of a dynamic way. Mm -hmm. And that kind of naturally led us into experimenting with uh, animation mm -hmm. and motion graphics. Yeah. Um, albeit on a fairly sort of simplistic level to start with. And, and at the time, I was um, I had a couple of freelancers I was bringing on a semi-regular basis. One of the guys was really keen to sort of, you know, move into this kind of area. And so the pair of us started working quite closely in developing our proposition there in terms of how do we bring some, some animation, a little bit of simple motion graphics onto video content mm. to help push those messages out in a bit more of an interesting, bit more of an engaging way, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the next phase of our development, really. Um, so, you know, having self-taught ourselves Premiere Pro, we then had to move into the whole arena of motion graphics and, and, yeah. and you know, applications <laughs> like After Effects and so on as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that was exciting, actually, because we kind of felt, okay, so we've got a, we've got a proposition here where we, where we can help people in a, in a fairly sort of static environment in terms of printed material, but then we can move into the digital side where they can actually, you know, as they start building their digital presence, um, if they've got existing video, we can, we can build some content with that. Mm -hmm. um, or if they haven't, then you know, either we can help them with video or, we, or for larger productions, we've got, we've got guys here we can bring in to sort of you know, flesh out our team with that as well. Mm. Okay, cool. So you sort of you embraced it, basically. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and not in terms of it being a major proposition for us, but we kind of felt this is an interesting way for clients to communicate their messages yeah. to make themselves a little bit more memorable and, 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 and to stand out a little bit more, really. Yeah, okay, so you're seeing it as a tool to basically yeah. do more of what you'd been doing already. And uh, and it adds, it adds a different sort of you know, area of service that we can offer, yeah. and um, it just kind of fleshed out our, our proposition a little bit more, really, so it was an interesting yeah, yeah. area to go to. Excellent. Well, um, I know that you're, uh, you're sort of growing pretty rapidly at the moment mm. and uh, got lots of exciting things going on. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that at the moment or if you want to come back and talk about that in a few months. And uh... Well, I think, I think what is interesting is that the, the next stage after the um, sort of the video motion graphics side of things is that we, we, we really felt that there must be a better way for businesses to engage with their customers. Um, when they're having those face-to-face -face conversations. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've almost always um, 
over the last 10 years or so worked in the B2B um, sector. So we've done hardly any kind of uh, consumer design, yeah. FMCG, that side of thing. Is that a conscious decision or is that just the way it's No, not grown? really. It's just the way it's grown really, to be honest. Yeah. I, think, I think we're more comfortable working in that kind of area. Um, but we saw that these businesses, you know, they're having meetings, they're having presentations, they've got sales guys down out on the road. How do they engage on a deeper level with those guys? And, and we just kind of got a bit frustrated by seeing them just pulling out standard PDF files or by pulling up these PowerPoint presentations. And we thought, yeah. you know, there must be a better way for these businesses to look a little bit more professional. Yeah, to yeah. Um, really be able to talk about their proposition a little bit deeper. And so we started on the back, really, of our kind of video motion graphic um, side of things. We started thinking, okay, how could you bring some of that kind of digital work into some presentation material? Mm -hmm. And how could you then create a, uh, an environment where you've got a real rich mix of media there? Mm -hmm. And that really started our work. This probably would have been, what, sort of three years or so ago. Yeah. That really started our work on the interactive digital sales um, tools. Okay, yeah. Um, which is re a real focus for us now. We've been refining this over the last three years or so. Mm -hmm. And what we're looking at now really is, is, is how can we give businesses the ability to tell their stories in a very engaging way if they've got teams talking to customers, talking to prospects, instead of just pulling up that very linear slide deck or a very static PDF file, how can we help them tell a rich story to be able to pull up animated content on products, to be able to have tap points where they can launch extra information, mm. to be able to have uh, very flexible conversations. So very often you're sitting there and talking to somebody and things don't follow that slide one, slide two, slide yeah. three route. They ask a bit of a question, and you think, well, where's that in this slide deck? You know, yeah. Can we talk about that later, or can I get back to you on that? And that's, that's not how conversations yeah. flow nowadays. And so it was it, going back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of how can you help the customer tell their story how, how can you uh, enable them to deliver a better service yeah we looked at developing this environment where they can have this this tool that enables them to really showcase their expertise really look, look the yeah, best they yeah. can in a very dynamic way and that's something that's really resonated with a lot of businesses um, that we're talking to with current clients with new clients yeah the fact that they're recognizing that actually you know, if we if if we are a um, you know a, a progressive thinking business, if we do want to be seen as a bit of a leader in our field, why are we still using these these traditional tools? Yeah, yeah. Maybe on software that was developed twenty years ago, for example. Why can't we have something that's that's a bit more dynamic that that, that really positions ourselves so, at the forefront of our field? So, in terms of like um, your growth, you know, as a company, everything it seems to me like you've you know you've recognised there's a need for this mm. thing. Develop something for the customer based on all the feedback you've got and, and now you're kind of grabbing that and uh, going for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, there's definitely a need for it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely an area where we can deliver a top quality product. Yeah, It's definitely an area where we can go into a business and we can give 
um, really constructive suggestions about how they could enhance their team, yeah, in, yeah. enhance their delivery of information. So yeah. I, I guess it means we have a lot of value to add to a conversation when we go yeah, into a business yeah. and we start talking, well, have you thought about doing this? Here's a different way of doing yeah. something. Which um, goes back to everything you, you've been saying about how you've done things through the years. and uh... I suppose so. It's not been a conscious <laughs> decision whatsoever. It's just kind of happened. But no, I, no. I guess you're right. Sometimes... Sometimes you're, you're, you, you, you know, they always say, you know, define your why and think about why you do what you do. And, and that, that's, that's been a challenge sometimes, I think, to identify that really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think that comes down to the desire to help businesses really, really showcase their expertise, for, to help businesses yeah. look the best they can, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this kind of way of them being able to tell their, their, their story through a real rich mix of, of, of different, mm. um, you know, um, digital tools yeah. is, is something that's really resonating with businesses. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Well, it's a lovely product. I've seen it. And, uh, thank you. Well, it's been great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for coming in and having the chat. And, uh, it's good to hear about, uh, your journey and, and everything like that. Um, where's the best place for, people to find you. I know you're pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah, you'll find on LinkedIn, you can, you know, Ian Woodley or Stilo, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Brandstilo.co.uk, you'll find us on there. Um, okay. Just really happy just to connect with the local community. Um, you know, really happy to to jump onto a call and just give people, you know, a few, you know, have a look, talk about their business, find out about their business, any challenges they're having, you know, really happy just to sort of, you know, connect and, and start a conversation. Cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, once again, thanks so much for the, the logo and I'll keep mentioning that because uh, <laughs> I'm really happy with it. It's, uh, it's really cool. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming in and, uh, yeah, go check out Ian's work at, uh, brandstilo.co.uk and we shall see you next time. Thank Excellent. you very much. Thanks Cheers, very much, Dan. Cheers. Take care. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.